welcome. I'm Caroline Dunn and before we jump into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free online workshop I have coming up on Wednesday the 12th of January. It's called Unlocking Long-Lasting Change in Our Health and Fitness. So if you are looking for food freedom, confidence and strength in mind, body and spirit and a truly holistic caring approach to your health, then sign up for free today at theplanharrogate.com forward slash workshop. That's theplanharrogate.com forward slash workshop for your free place. You can also click the link in the show notes to take you straight to that page. I'll see you there. Welcome to the Plan Is podcast with me, Caroline Dunn. I'm a personal trainer, nutrition coach, yoga teacher, and a geek obsessed with learning how to live the biggest, fullest, most joyful life and helping you do the same. In this podcast, we'll cover fitness, nutrition, mindset yoga, and personal development because it's time to stop putting our health into boxes. It's time to care about the whole beautiful, messy you, mind, body, and spirit. The plan is to rise up, sweat, get stronger, be joyful, let it go, pause, laugh, try again, breathe, and do our best. I am so happy you're here. Hello, how are you doing? I would like to know whether you ever feel frustrated about like yo-yo diets, maybe weight loss and regained, maybe feeling rubbish about yourself, out of control around food, losing confidence, because if that sounds familiar, then this is going to hopefully contain some useful stuff. We're going to talk today about like intuitive eating ideas because whilst there are many advocates for dieting out there, like counting calories and tracking macros, etc., like just calorie deficit, obviously, personally, I've yet to meet someone whose general goals are to feel, move and live better where any form of restriction or strict tracking works long term. And yes, I know there'll be a small percentage of people out there that does work for, I'm really not knocking that, but I think the majority that doesn't work for your mind and your body. So whilst I actually don't specifically coach everyone in intuitive eating, I find that many of these principles that I'm going to talk about today, they actually end up winding their way into my one-to-one work. And I've been reflecting on this, and I, I think I have an idea of why, because intuitive eating principles are relevant to many of us because we all have a relationship with food. And that relationship with food lasts our lifetime it's built up over a lifetime and like it or not many of us have been brought up with messages about how we should look what we should eat how we should move and even if we've not necessarily engaged in dieting even those people will still be influenced by diet culture 
we've still been receiving the messages that diet culture gives us and sometimes we're not even aware of that so that can play out in like the internal voice in our heads or the way that we view certain foods or our approach to eating or exercise or weight loss even so if you are someone and I know not everyone does but if you are someone that has a weight loss goal quite often when we're not even aware that that goal comes from an accumulation of messages we've received about our size attractiveness likability success and worth like the diet and much of the fitness industry exists to externalize our self self-worth and then try badly to sell it back to us and now i am not saying that a weight loss goal is bad that tracking calories is bad that any other method is not good it's just that we need to be curious about our underlying motivators what influences us and with that weight loss goal sometimes we latch onto it where because really we feel underconfident or concerned about our health or aging or being there for our children or we lack energy or mobility or we feel worthless and this is what we should be addressing and intuitive eating principles can help because they allow us to reconnect with our bodies from a place of kindness and that is what is missing from a lot of health and fitness stuff out there kindness and self-compassion i'd encourage you as we chat through these things these intuitive eating principles so this is a framework the intuitive eating framework this is not my ideas of what intuitive eating is please take what serves you and leave the rest because some messages will be helpful and some will feel irrelevant and some won't work for you at this point and that might change further down the line so please take what is helpful make an informed choice about that and leave what does not Okay, so our first idea is reject the diet mentality. And first of all, that means being aware of it. And what that actually means is rejecting this idea that to be of value, we need to be smaller. Recognizing that if diets don't work, it's not a problem with you. It is not that you weren't motivated enough or had enough willpower or weren't disciplined enough. You didn't fail at diets. The diets failed you. It's a broken system. That system is set up to make money. So everyone is different. Reflect on your own experience of diets. Whether you have or you haven't done them, there is probably still some influence there have the ideas or doing the diets have they moved you towards or away from a place of confidence of honoring your body of a healthy relationship with food long term idea number two is honor your hunger now honor your hunger means recognizing 
that your physical hunger cues exist for a reason. They are a message of signal that your body sends you to try and take care of you. And our body, no matter what it looks like, it deserves to be loved, respected and nourished. It's the reason we're here. And many of us are so out of touch with our bodies, not through a fault of our own, but because that's what we're taught, that we don't know how to feel it or recognize its messages. I genuinely felt this quite a lot when I went on my yoga teacher training. And just being surrounded by a group of amazing women for pretty much the first time in my life led me to be more in connection with myself than I that I didn't even know that I wasn't, if that makes sense. So many of us are so out of touch that with our bodies that we don't know how to feel it, to recognize its messages, to interpret them. But all it means is open up a space of awareness so that we can listen and respond. Like notice how your belly feels, how your mind and your energy levels are. Notice what your breathing is like. And all of these allow us to tune into those hunger signals. And note that even when we're more aware of our hunger signals, it doesn't mean that we can't eat when we're not hungry. Part of honoring our body might be eating when we're not hungry. And this leads into idea number three, making peace with food. This is probably out of all the principles, the one that had the most impact on me when I was able to live into this. It's the idea that you have unconditional permission to eat. And for me personally, the way that this showed up in my life was probably unconditional permission to eat things like cake and biscuits and chocolate. And yes, probably initially, it meant that I had more of those things because it's part of breaking this deprivation, binge, guilt cycle where we say we can't have it, we put a load of rules around it, our motivation, our self-will power gives way and we eat it all and then we feel guilt and we set up more rules around it. That cycle of binge restrict, binge restrict is because we've set up rules around that food. By opening up permission, it knocks whatever food it is off its pedestal and it becomes a normal food for us. And if you therefore have certain foods, so say for instance, you come home, stress out your mind and you want to eat the entire chocolate cake. One way that we can have an unconditional permission to eat is eat that chocolate cake every single day. It therefore becomes normal to us. And trust your body. It is amazing at regulating itself. After time, and depending on your history, this can vary a lot. It can often start to send signals or cravings for nourishing nutrient-dense foods also. But no matter what those signals are, no matter what they are for, we have unconditional permission to eat them. Number four, challenging the food police. So 
challenging the food police sounds like the self-conversation, the voice in we head that we have around food that tells us that things are good or bad and it's often linked to guilt and shame. So we, we eat a food and then we feel guilty or, or shameful for it. When we start to remove the morality from food, it can start to disperse some of that, that shame that we have around it. When we start to realize that no food is good and no food is bad, And quite often those messages, they've been picked up sometimes in childhood, say if we've been, if um, food has been used as reward or it's been withheld for bad behavior, then that starts to link it to our self-worth and hence the feelings of shame if we have those foods later on. Now, challenging the food police looks like nurturing self-talk that's rooted in self-love. It means observing our choices and behaviors without judgment and responding every single time the food police comes up in our heads with love and self-kindness. Notice as well that sometimes the rebel to the food police can exist in our heads as part of this. The one that goes, screw it, I'm going to eat it all because that's your mind's way of trying to kick back against these rules and restrictions and regulations that we've put in around food. Okay, next one. The next intuitive eating idea is discover the satisfaction factor. And this is so, so important. Like food is a source of joy and satisfaction. And sometimes if we don't take note of it, we can reach physically full without being satisfied. We can try and avoid the food and still feel unsatisfied. So there's not going to be a magic fix, but slowing down can be a powerful tool here. It can help us honor our hunger. It can help notice the joy of the food. It can help us feel satisfied. If you notice that you speed up throughout a meal, it might be a sign that you're moving from physical hunger to emotional hunger. But that leads very smoothly into our next point, which is called coping with your emotions without using food. Please remember, it is not wrong or bad to eat with our emotions. Like food is not just fuel. It has joy, satisfaction, connection and social relationships like all as part of it it's okay for food to be connected to our emotions and we can notice when food is a useful tool and not so useful so say for instance we're feeling a bit sad we have a chocolate bar and we feel better that has been satisfying for us it's helped us process that emotion if we've eaten the chocolate bar and we feel unsatisfied or guilty or shameful then maybe we need to challenge the food police and notice what may have served us better and be more kind to ourselves in that situation. So there's, it also means that food isn't the only tool we have to process emotions. We might journal, talk it out, hug, move our bodies, breathe, meditate. All of these things we can potentially use to help us cope and meet our emotional needs without using food okay 
we have three more. Respecting your body. Respect your body. I'd like to remind you, as I hopefully frequently do, that your body allows you to experience life. It's an amazing collection of cells that houses you. And also amazingly, it always has your best interests at heart like nothing else, like it always helps you. Your body always tries to keep you feeling good and functioning. And recognizing the struggle in this, honoring and respecting that struggle, the respecting and honoring our body can feel really difficult and audacious when we live in a culture that forces and teaches us a dissociation and dissatisfaction with it. So part of this one is being audacious and honoring the body that you are in right now and refusing to listen to the dissatisfaction messages that come from elsewhere. The next one is exercise, feel the difference. This is the idea that embracing exercise and movement that is a practice unrelated to food and unrelated to the size or shape of your body. It means moving to feel good, moving for joy, out of respect for our bodies. It's not about working off the cake, growing or shrinking our bum or fitting into that dress. Exercising to feel the difference is about moving to feel good in life. And then finally, and specifically lastly, Honouring our health with gentle nutrition. And it's very important that this one comes last because without healing our relationship with food, which is the previous principles, then this principle can still be tinged with diet mentality. Food is a friend, but it may be that it's been a foe for so long in our lives. So once we've befriended it, we don't have to eat perfectly. Not one meal makes us healthy or unhealthy. And honoring our health with gentle nutrition means starting, it starts to lead you towards options that build our health, that allow us to embrace the joy and pleasure that food can bring, to notice which foods lift our mood and our energy and our satisfaction. So finally, I would say bring into an awareness the beliefs that you already hold around food, the internal, external sources of those, and honor that place. Now take a step forwards and trust yourself. Trust your body. And take a deep breath with me now. Maybe place one hand to heart, one hand to belly if you're in the position to do so. Take a breath in. And out. Trust your body. Trust your body. So I'd love for you to jump on social media. Let me know which was the most useful idea out of all of those. And a reminder as well to... Sign up for my free workshop that's coming up. Like if you loved the messages in today, then you'll really love my workshop. 
It's um, unlocking the long-lasting change in your health and fitness. That's what it's all about. And if you head to my website, you can grab your free place there. The planharrogate.com forward slash workshop will get you in. I'm really excited about it because you can probably tell (laughs) I'm really passionate at helping people feel at home in their bodies and figuring out stuff that actually works long term for you. So join me there and I will see you next time. Bye everyone. It makes me do a little happy dance to have had you join me in this episode. If you enjoyed it, then please subscribe, rate it five stars and leave a written review. I so appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe to my mailing list also at www.theplancoaching.com so we can keep in touch. I love doing this with you and sharing the struggles, laughs and wins along the way. So I thank you for being here. And until next time, remember, life's better with a plan.